again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, our weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is not merely a bot on Facebook. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I really am. I'm real. He is real. He is not a bot farm in Russia as a whole. Link to Lee Summit, as always, remains your very best source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is the man to my left. A drinker of blueberry acai <laughs> diet coke. Great. No Mr. acai ha- this time, right? Mr. Hashtag Lee Summit famous himself. Mm-hmm. It's John Bedoin. Yeah, there's the, the there's the acai. John Bedoin. <laughs> I brought two today because I have a feeling this is a double diet coke uh, discussion. This this may be actually it may be a triple whiskey discussion when we're done with wow, this whole process. So. We're not supposed to talk about that. Are we? <laughs> well, look, I think anybody following some of the major news in this community in the last couple of weeks may feel like it's a triple whiskey thing probably yeah so probably. there's a few there's a well, bef- few people at stansbury that might need a few whiskeys <laughs> well before we dig into everything guys i gotta i gotta pay a couple bills sure so i gotta let everybody know guess what like it is every single episode we are brought to you by the fine folks at budget blinds budget blinds jason we did a pillows and pino event with budget blinds you last- did the pillows and pino event you went. I did. I went. It was it was pretty awesome. Did you get a pillow? I uh, I did. Yeah. I did. We made a fancy new pillow for our couches. Very cool. Well, and as much time as you spend on your couch, that's probably going to be a <laughs> worthwhile investment. I spend too much time on the couch, and that is why I looked as I did before we started playing with our other sponsors. But we're not talking about them now. And now we're talking about the next big event from Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. And this this again shows what cool community partners they are. So during next or this coming month's fourth Friday Art Walk in downtown, they have a special event that is going to benefit KC Pet Project. And who doesn't love pets? So the, this will be at the Southeast Main Street in downtown a location in downtown Lee Summit. It will feature artist Ashley Corbello, who specializes in, guess what? Pet portraits. Mm-hmm. Pet portraits. So you may have seen her work if you've gone to like the Summit Art Festival here in town, the Westport Art Festival, or other places in in there. So they'll be, uh, she'll be there. I'm I'm assuming painting pictures of pets, and and that'll be cool. There'll be T-shirts from Mission Driven Goods, and fancy drinks provided by Lee Summits downtown. Lee Summits own the W. John, how do you how do you feel about the about the W providing drinks? He wasn't going to go until just now when he said that. <laughs> Well, we were just discussing this event earlier over at Budget Blinds, and we we decided that between art and music and pets and craft cocktails, there's absolutely no reason not to come to this event. I really, it does strike a lot of yeah. strike a lot of notes. In fact, we came up. We had a great meeting today. It's it, the June event is art for a cause. Right. This event we're doing at Budget Blinds art for the pause. Oh. Nice. How about that? All Look right. at that. Yeah. I like that. Well, all donations, you can check out maybe what they need for KC Pet Project at their website, kcpetproject.org. All donations will go to them. So go see them. Go see them at this event. Go see them anytime you need stuff for your home, for your windows. Tell them Jason, Nick, and John too. Sure. We all we told, told you to go. All right, so there's there's a thing happening. Before we get to the big event, and we know what you people on Facebook want, and we're going to give it to you, but like good uh, media producers, we're going to make you wait just a shade. We're going to talk about what's going on this weekend. Well, this weekend, it's downtown days, It guys. is downtown days. It's, it's the big the best day. festival of the summer. 
We're going to be there. Hey, look, uh, there's there's really cool news, John. You already know about this. Jason, you already know about this. Madison Ward and the Bomb Mama Bear yep. are going to be playing on Saturday night. I have it on good authority. Mrs. Linktonly Summit, she's already planning to go total fangirl. I I really actually might come just to see Mrs. Linktonly Summit do total fangirl <laughs> at the thing. Uh, even if the music weren't were being there on its own, that would be fun enough for me. So Public service announcement, too. Best time to come get beer will be Friday between two and four because all two, three of two us and five. two and, and five. five you five. underestimate our labors for this yeah. organization. Well, no, look, I, look, you guys do stuff for me. I, I, I do not underestimate your labor. <laughs> As a whole, so we will be at the uh, the Main Street tent serving beer, the three of us. Uh, so if you would like to come and tell us what a fantastic job we did today on Facebook Live, you are I, welcome to do that on I'm Friday. Feeling that's not what people are going to say to us. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm trying to be sunny here. Okay, and right. it's, it'll be the downtown days. It's a good time to head by all and there'll be beer absolutely and that will make it all better hey guys so i'm a current board member both of you are past board members you are longtime volunteers with downtown and for this festival specifically so give us a give us a couple stories maybe a couple things that you you look forward to why why you keep going back to help with this festival well uh, you know i've i've this is my 11th downtown days which is crazy to think about my first one was in 2009 i had just moved here a couple of months prior from Iowa to, to run the journal and, and got involved with downtown days and we had a booth and, and those things. But I, I really started to see over the years. And of course, as my board time started around 2011 or 12, I forget what year we really started to see the impact of the, the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours of, uh, of volunteer time that go into what gets downtown days, uh, not just going during the weekend, but, but ready for downtown days. You know, this thing starts, Months and months and months in advance, we, we have committee meetings that, that start in the fall, uh, but even the week of closing the streets and putting the barricades up, and, and it just takes that, takes that effort to, to pull this off, and it looks very fluid when it's happening. Because you, you don't get to see how the sausage is made, but it's like you know Oktoberfest or, or Downtown Days or any other big festival we have in town. Uh, I just love to, to put in time on this thing because I know that it's going for a, a great cause. And, and Downtown Lee Summit Main Street, it's uh, celebrating our 30th anniversary this year. And, and having this event happen like it does every year and having volunteers that come back every single year and want to help and put their time into that, I, I, I just find it to be time very well spent. Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I... Uh... I started chalking the streets yeah. today for where the vendors are going to go. So, so we are in action. Everything is happening already, right now. And and I know that the parking will start being shut down and very already has in some places, but will well, continue to tonight. Lock down more and more and more as we go through that whole thing. You know, I uh, over the last several years have been working sort of beh way behind the scenes, so my view of the festival is a little bit different. It's mm -hmm. it's always very interesting as I sort of emerge from the banker hole to wander through uh, to do stuff through the course of the evenings to watch just the huge quantities of people. And there's always something interesting or different going on. But um, just to watch the, the streets just get fuller and fuller and fuller until they are just jam-packed and it's actually hard to get through there. It's always such a treat. Um, and, yeah, we're here every year. We just love it. All right. All right, guys. Hey, here's, here's the big question everybody wants to know. What is your favorite eats from downtown days? Wow. Well, last you know, last year, uh, well, I used to love pit candy, but they they haven't they haven't come for the last sad, couple of years. KC pit second candy. year in a row, they're yeah. gonna be gone. There was a vendor last year out of Iowa that had uh, 
uh, chocolate dip bacon. Remember that from yeah, last year? Yes, I do. They're from I cannot remember their name. I, it just came up on my on my Facebook timeline. If they're back, that I will think, I think they're back. That then. will be my favorite food if they're back. <laughs> you, will be, you will all be surprised to know there are Facebook pictures of John with bacon. Yeah, John and bacon and chocolate dip bacon uh, to boot. But uh, yeah, I, I, those are my favorites. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I've, I have a, a long-standing habit of eating, uh, eating the Greek tent, eating food from the Greek tent every oh, year. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and my, the, the family. Although, will be interesting this year with one of my kids not, not here at all. Uh, but whether, well, how much, uh, how much funnel cake time we do. But the funnel cake is one of the things that the kids always demand when they come down for for downtown days. All right. Well, we are going to now dig into the the real part of the show. Now that we've talked about our gluttony and our love of festivals and all that stuff, uh, let's dig into some things. First, I want to I want to start off with an, a reminder because Jason, we like to get into the minutia and the boring things. There's an election coming up in August. There will be an election. It was second reading came from city council a couple of weeks ago. So we are going to be voting on a bond issue. I'm going to run through this really quickly. Uh, a bond issue in the amount of $19,475,000. This is for a replacement station for fire station number four, which is uh, Woods Chapel. Uh, fire station number five, which is replacing the current Rain Tree fire station. There, it's for uh, police in-car and body camera systems. There's going to be uh, some renovations for the police department and the court building and then some network infrastructure stuff and city curb things. So this is likely this is pretty much all public safety things. Right. So this is what we're talking about. That's it's 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 a lot of money. But, Jason, uh, you talked about this before. and I kind of want you to give a review. This is also kind of a standard thing. Right. And and one of the things that was in the commentary and the discussion leading up to it is that we actually have, in order to maintain the bond ratios and the ratings that we have, the the city actually needs to continue to issue bonds um, on a regular basis to maintain that balance or a balance um, that to get that going. So this is, I mean, that much a part of the the routine of what have you. It's a little bit different. And I know, John, you've mentioned this to me off air. It's a little bit different in the way that it's been run up to. Because it's way more, uh, I think we'll call it council-driven than it is uh, public-driven. Uh, yeah, uh, have we have we had a, a lot of discussion about this bond issue and why we're going to put it out and and what we're going to bond for, uh, like we have in the past? No, we we've passed bond issues before for police stations and for Orchard Street and for for uh, uh, the performance space and for Legacy Park for the amphitheater and and you know usually it comes with a lot of discussion this is, one is some of that is some of that maybe because these aren't these aren't sexy projects that, i mean these aren't no the, I, I, oh, hey I mean, orchard I, wasn't a sexy well, project that, that, but that's that's true yeah but but no yeah I, I think this is a this is very much a nod to this is exactly what what mayor bill barrett promised uh he would do he had very public uh support from from the fire and police unions Public safety became uh, uh, what we didn't know at the time, but became very much a, an issue, uh, whether it was response times for the fire department or, or you know, how much are our police making, how much are our firefighters making, uh, are the stations in, in disrepair, things like that. All those became huge election issues not that long ago, 14, 15 months ago. And, and now we're seeing some of the fruits of, I think, a little bit of that, which is we're going to put a, a bond issue that, that 
public safety sells. I, no, no one will publicly oppose this. As much as we'd like to see, as much as I'd like to see something about the performance space, which now has gone six years and two months after passing uh, our, our, our ballots or our voters in, in April of 2013, we don't have any nod to that. This is a purely public safety with a little bit of curbs sprinkled in. Uh, and, and I know that that ballot was just, I think, sent in and certified last week. So we're going to vote on this in August. And, and my gosh, you know, this will pass. Yeah, I can't imagine it'll pass. And and in August, I think does that one this one have to come with a slightly higher uh, number, like fifty seven percent. I think that's what that number is for, for these off these off time yeah. elections. Anyway, um, is something that that it may have to do, and we'll look that up and get that out there. Yeah, but I, it's extraordinarily safe as a choice. I don't think there's any controversy here, um, and it'll you know, but it does it does leave the you know. There, there hasn't been any real conversation in the public sphere about no. what's going on with the performance uh, performance space and on all the accoutrement that we're going with that. Uh, so we'll see where it is. Well, well and, I have oh, a question for both of you, uh, you on that, the topic of public conversation mm-hmm. over that. You know, the last several elections, we've really seen a lot of, of action from local political action committees and, and from, from unions. Do you think we're going to see that kind of activity again with this election? Yes. With the bond issue? Yes. Well, I mean, I, I would almost – I would be shocked if the fire the firefighters union and the police union didn't come at least That's, in support. Right. Friends, Friends of Lee Summit will gear up for this, and, and this is a good time to give a, a nod, as we should always, to our good friend Gene Gamber, who – who over the years helped pass so many, got behind so many bond issues, put in his own personal money to make sure that these no-tax issues passed in Lee Summit. Gene and, and the people that built Friends of Lee Summit did that out of, the, out of love for this community. And Gene, if you remember, wasn't originally even from Lee Summit, but moved here many, many years ago uh, and, and, and helped drive these bond issues and now friends has been passed on you've got good people in the community like kent kirby and terry trafton who have taken the torch of friends lee summit they will reboot probably for june and july to to help get this passed the city can't put anything out that says go for it so that's where friends and other groups step in and say okay we're going to take the mantle and we're going to we're going to push this forward you'll see friends gear up over the next they don't have much time i mean there's eight weeks till the election really right Right. But I don't think they're pushing something real heavy uphill either. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> no, I just no. think it's, I think it's interesting to note that these groups have, have started playing bigger and bigger roles in our local elections. And I, I wonder what you guys thought thought would happen here. Yeah, and point. it'll be interesting to see if the the unions take a public stance and if, uh, if foundations for our future uh, can't comes forward with anything as well. I don't know if they're if they're just uh, electoral ele- what do we call those uh, electing elections for people. Uh, versus issues, but we'll see how that how they I, go forward. I think so. they're just elections for people. Fair enough. Well, yeah. you 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 would literally. Well, I I, I might know a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to stay on election topic for just a little bit, and I know this is this is really really early, guys. By the way, but it's stupid early. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is early, but there are already people making announcements. The next city council election coming up, we've got. Two people that will be be termed out. We have two people who have already announced they're going to run. Hillary Shields has announced she's going to be running in District One yep. for the vacant for seat. the vacant seat from from Rob mm-hmm. Benny, who will be termed out. And Fred Demaro in District Four has announced that he will be running for. And he, he when we say announced, I don't I don't know if these have been official announcements. That's probably not. We a, should probably clarify well, that Hillary Shields has made an official. Fred Fred told me. Yes, I asked. I asked very directly when I was Hillary, uh, when I saw him long ago, not that long ago, and he said yes. Hillary is fundraising. Yes. already and and has filed obviously a, a, an intent with the MEC 
has filed her committee. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a great p- place for any of us to start with with uh, when you hear a name, you just go find their committee, see if they're running. And, right. and you know, Hillary, Hillary, I think, is is this is a nod to her wanting to stay uh, uh, connected uh, to the political scene. And, and she wants to do it from a local standpoint now. She lives in District 1, and uh, that and, and District 1, of I think, of all the ones that are that are coming open, that's going to be a wide-open race. We've had, we've had a hard time, in some regards, finding uh, 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 lots of, of good candidates to run in several districts. You know, we've seen for many years four go, uh, uh, go un, un, uh, unopposed. Unopposed, thank you. I'm here well, I think, that's, I think that's a good uh, one. Four and one and three. I mean, we've seen people running unopposed in all of our districts, and, and, and I think one is particularly tough. I think that's a that's a good point to bring up because you know after the recall a few years ago we saw what what seven eight people applied right to come in and take so are we gonna are we gonna see that many people come out again as as a seat is, is I would say re-election? No, no because it's way harder to run for election than it is to run for a, a appointment right. so. Um, but as a whole, but it'll be interesting. I mean, the other two districts that are up, uh, Council Member Edson in the third and Council Member Faith in the second, have not yet announced mm-hmm. their intentions. So we don't know what they're up to. We've um, you hear rumblings in both directions, actually. But we'll uh, until somebody says something for official, we won't know that. But that one's out there, and we'll see if they get opponents, even if they do run. And and it, and this cycle starts earlier and earlier. Randy Rhodes. Did this back in 2010. He 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 fired the the shot across the bow, uh, put it out weeks or if not a month before Mayor Messerly announced her intent to, to run for what would have been her fifth term at the time, and 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 that caused quite a stir when Randy put that out as a sitting council member and somebody who was I believe was on the planning commission prior to that. But 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 these cycles in Lee Summit start earlier and earlier and earlier. It seems some of that may have been media driven. I uh, some of that may just be social media driven. And there's some advantage to being a first mover in there. If you build up support or right. or luck in, you you lock out certain other people from coming in. If you can you can yep. line things up in advance. Well, I, and and I would submit also that ten years ago you needed <clears throat> a couple of grand to get elected to city council at least, not school board. Although now school board is is raising a lot of money too, but. In city council, you need a couple of grand. Now you, I say, you need ten or better. Well, I mean, what we saw, what seventy five, eighty thousand poured into the various races right. last time. So right. yeah, that yeah. ten to twenty grand a race is not yeah. not unheard of. Which yep. is it seems a little crazy to me for a local sure. election. But that's 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 how the game is played now. And I don't yeah. think you know, I don't know that there's a right or wrong there. Well, and and these elections are so because turnout is fifteen percent because those, it, they are name recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have your name in front of them so they know who you are when they go to the thing. They're very low information elections, so and the way to get that out there is to you have to buy time. In you got you got to really want to be on city count. I mean, it's not as we still know it's not they're not full time positions. They did did just get a bump in, in pay, I think this last cycle. Yes, uh, but but they're still. I mean that you know you're raising you're raising ten or fifteen to make ten or fifteen, so it's not about the money. All right. Guys, should we should we get to the big topic now? Yep. All right. Which is what tiffs? Right. We're going to talk about tiffs. Uh, Jason is going to take the next three hours to give a good lecture on tiffs, what they mean, how they've been, the history of how they've been uh, used. We'll begin. We'll begin with chapter one hundred. Watch, watch, watch the viewer numbers go. Whoo. Watch out! Watch all of our lives here just fall. Now I'm, I'm looking at the monitor. You know what we're going to make it to. Everybody knows what we're going to talk about next. Look, this is the the topic i think at the forefront of of 
all public conversations right now. We're going to dig into the equity plan, the Board of Education, and Dr. Dennis Carpenter, the superintendent of LSR7. Do you School think District- like, city council right now is just so excited because we're not talking about them in any real depth and we're only talking about the school board? They're probably really happy. No, I, I, think, they, I think they miss us. <laughs> Look, I, before we before we get in, guys, I, I, I want to say one thing. Look, all three of us do not come at this from the same perspective. We all have different perspectives. I think that's a good thing. I think that's, that's good for the discussion. It's excellent for there to be opinions other than my very correct one. Well, look, I, I, I'm always happy God that we have almighty. someone uh, not agreeing with Jason Ugh. Norbury. Look, this, like I said, this is the topic that's at the forefront of, of pretty much, John, like you, you and I talked about this off air before, pretty much every public conversation we have, somebody's going to ask or start talking about hey, I will tell district. you this. Unfortunately, the number of people talking about it does not equal the number of people that voted no. that is in true. the board election. I, even, no. I have been asked questions about that in Kansas City, Kansas. So this news is metro-wide. News is nationwide. Yes. Well, I don't talk to people in the other parts of that. So. <laughs> All right. Well, look, look, look I'm going to give a little, a little background, guys. So the equity, equity mission and the conversation really got going back in the spring of 2016. Dr. Carpenter was hired in January of 2017. Since then, dialogues heated up. The relationship between the board and Dr. Carpenter has, can I use the word deteriorated? Am I, am I wrong there? I don't think deteriorated is, is a bad word for that. I, I would say there's a lot of words that go with that deterioration of a board superintendent relationship is something I would have definitely used to describe um, Dr. McGee a few years ago. Uh, this relationship, I would say, is strained, is 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 sometimes awkward, is sometimes misunderstood, uh, and deteriorated. I think there's a whole lot of lot of lot of words yeah. we could put to that. We've done that. Definitely deteriorated in the in the most recent past. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, let me let's let's. I want to do a little bit more setup, and then and then we'll get into it. So, there was a unanimous board decision to to approve the equity plan after that we had a board election where judy hedrick and mike allen were elected for the for the two seat two open seats on the board even though it was never said out loud and jason you and i we're going to talk about this later you and i probably take some blame on this mike allen and judy hedrick probably largely elected because of perception that they were opposed to dr carpenter and and the moves movements that he was making then, according to the plan that was that was set up, a committee was set up to put out an RFP to conduct interviews and vet and make a recommendation for a consultant to hire to the board. That was then voted against that recommendation four to three. And I, I would refer you to the two weeks ago podcast if you want to hear my analysis yeah, yeah. of that. Listen, so. uh, listen to. Listen to that, but I think it, I think it's good. Look, immediately after that, and after after our show where we talked in depth about it, there was an emergency work session by the board where where there were was a lot of here's why we voted the way we did, and well, then it just John, I don't need you to re, re read your column that you wrote, but it went downhill fast from there, yes. and then last night Monday night there was a closed session of the board. We don't know. We think we know, but we don't know what has happened. There has been no announcement last night la- from last night's yeah. meeting yet about what that was. We're still waiting on that announcement. I'm still checking my email every two right. seconds, and you're, you've made your phone calls, and, and I've made my inquiries. So we should tell people, yeah, yeah. Out, out in the public that likely, we don't know. We don't know. This was likely a decision talking about whether to move forward with Dr. Carpenter or to execute a clause in his contract which allows them to to part ways right. and buy out buy him out which is the remainder of his of his salary. Now I'm going to that's 
approximately two years and let's approximately four hundred seventy thousand yeah. uh, dollars. Yeah, he, he's making a little shy of what I mean. The, the, the last contract extension that Dr. McGee received in March of 2016, right before he separated. So we're again we're we're giving contract extensions and then and then having to pay them out after, uh, which we get into that topic here in a minute. Well, but David McGee, we, David McGee was making two seventy five plus benefits, so right. I think that that buyout was. Well, before we before we dig into that, and and and, and again, this is speculation at this point. There has been no official word, right. and because it was a closed session, right. obviously, obviously the media was not there. So here, but here's what I'm going to say: If the school board does decide to part ways with Dr. Carpenter, what does what does that mean? What's going to happen? So does this – what happens with the equity plan and the conversations surround that? Is that is that the end? Oh, boy. Oh, um, I think you got our, our feeling. I, 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 this is a, a catastrophic failure of leadership um, and, and probably wow. – on, I don't disagree, but that that that's that, that's that's good. Uh, you know, on multiple fronts, um, Dr. Carpenter certainly bears his share of it. But I I will I will point at the board on this one um, primarily because once again, as, as John alluded to, this is the second time in three years that I mean, literally, like almost to the day, right? Um, that we're talking about uh, terminating a contract of a superintendent at a five at a half a million dollar price tag so we're now talking about spending a million dollars of public money which and no one seems to think that the school board has too much money or the school district has too much money to roll around um we're about a million dollars of the school board of the district's money to manage these these processes and 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 that's that's a terrible failure and that that spans essentially three different boards for all intents and purposes. The board that fired or that basically we had the deterioration with McGahee, the board that fired McGahee and then hired Dr. Right. Carpenter. Right. And now this newish board or this new co- composition of a board that is, that is looking at terminating Dr. Carpenter. We've had, we've had these boards roll off and we've had a lot of people in 15, 16 and 17 that were on the board have opted not to run again. Uh, many names that we won't get into here, but, but uh, yes, there, there have, there have been lots of votes uh, in the last three years, that have that have put us really square in the center of 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 are we doing the right thing uh, from a taxpayer standpoint, from a from a kiddo standpoint, from a district standpoint, in in continuing to renew these contracts and then have to to pay them out uh, when we're unsure what we're doing, and, and 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 that goes to leadership, that goes to who we're electing in the board. That, that there's a bigger conversation here, which I know we'll have, which is who is which is are we are we what are we doing when it comes to renewing these contracts and having having real hard discussions with attorneys in our district with people like Joe Hatley people that are supposed to be protecting the district by the way we, we, we have we have issues where where we have to look at lawsuits we have to look at payouts we have to look at optics we have to look at there are so many factors that, that go into and, and we don't know what they did last night if they bought his contract out if they told him hey you're going to work your last two years if they bought it out for how much and if so you go back and you go, why why give the one-year renewal just literally weeks ago, why give the one-year renewal if that if that if this is where this is going to go? But, but because the board looks different now than it did in late March, that, that that's it. Just those two simple seats switch the balance on the board. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, a couple things to note out now. It was in his contract that by a certain point they had to tell him whether or not yes. they, they wanted to. That was last fall. To extend. And so, so I think I think it's important to note that that part of that oftentimes is in a contract that you have to know ahead right. of time whether or not they're going to negotiate an extension with you. So I, let, let's do that, and then let's talk some about optics because this is. A lot of this, Jason, we brought this up uh, on our last show two weeks ago. A lot of this conversation is really about image, how we perceive ourselves, how we think others are going to perceive us. So I want to ask this question again with the lens of if the board has decided to part ways with Dr. Carpenter, how does this look from outside Lee Summit for our district? All right. So if you are you if you are not a you know person who pays monthly or regular attention to that here here's what i would say it kind of looks like and and the feedback i've gotten from outside the the least summit part of our community is what they saw is you know a, a, a conversation about a consultant go sideways the president of the school board saying some just terrible and racist things from the dais and then and, and this is what i mean the follow through with this is they're going to follow up by that by writing a half million dollar check to fire the black guy. That's terrible optics. And and it, you know, as as you noted, it made national news. The right. Times picked it up, Washington Post picked it up. Uh, people communicated to me from other parts of the country. That just it if you want to look at it from the outside and very clearly this board is concerned about their image, that's a terrible terrible look. All right, I, I will point out that 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 you know, you said we're going to pay some money to to buy the, the the black superintendent also asked to be bought out. So right. let, let let's let and I, I will say this. Let, I, I, let's, I will let's say re- this. while we're talking about optics, let's remember that not only did he make that request, the same superintendent also during that same meeting uh, spoke to his board in ways that a superintendent should never speak to a board was openly insubordinate to his board and also wanted to to squash a a, a, a literacy. Uh, plan a six hundred thousand dollar plus literacy plan because he didn't get a, his way with the equity plan. That is not leadership. We 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 can't we can't go there. And so so these are the optics that are getting out. This this whole thing has unraveled from the top of the mountain into this snowball that 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 is not even a snowball. This thing is like a volcano. We 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 can't get ahead of the message in this district. And here I am saying I'm, it again. We can't get ahead of this message. I want to I want to pop in. I asked this question of of Jason. Uh, two weeks ago, at our, on our last episode, and Dr. Carpenter, like you just said, he did he did during that during that meeting at say, if you don't trust me, buy, buy me. Yeah. Up. Let me. That is a clause in his contract. It's already there, and I think everyone at some point has the right to say, hey, look, if you don't trust me to do what you hired me to do, sure, let's let's part ways. My question is this, and I asked Jason this this the last time. Was that the right place to make that statement? No, absolutely not. The, the second you said that, I, I'm thinking, why isn't this done behind closed doors? We're doing this. We're doing this in front of the media for that reason. We we are we are we are. We, this is almost like the 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 uh, the high school play that won't go away. Uh, the, the, we're doing all these things out in front so it will grab the headlines. If Dr. Carpenter wants to be let out of his contract, you go back into the room, you call a closed session for legal matters, and you talk about that there. I, I, the, these things that play out in public are only playing out for one reason, and it's driving a media narrative that has just been toxic for this community. Now, Jay, I know Jason will say we've kind of earned some of that media, and, and I, I don't disagree we've earned some of that media. But man, there there is an inordinate imbalance right now 
uh, if I can use those two words together, an inordinate imbalance of, of media that's being driven by just a few people. And, and meanwhile, we're not we're, we're we're behind the message again. We're we're instead of instead of being ahead of where we want to be with the superintendent, what does his tenure look like two years in? Where what what's some real discussion with an equity plan? Instead of building consensus and trying to find something that's going to work for everybody, we we've landed at that. We've landed where the 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 superintendent is openly bickering with school board members uh, at at a public meeting, asking for his contract to be bought out. What does this remind us of? This reminds us of three years ago when when Bill Baird and David McGee were sparring on social media, and 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 Terry Harmon was calling uh, press conferences that that ended up backfiring on her. My, my, Again, I, what have we what have we learned? I will what take, what I, are we doing here? I will come back to this. We one of the major complaints we had with McGahey was that so much of the work was done in closed session, behind closed doors. There wasn't enough transparency in the process. That was absolutely a, was a major complaint. And here, perhaps we are overly transparent, or at least unpleasantly transparent. <laughs> right. I, I, I like I like that term. Let's, let's can we use that more unpleasantly often? Unpleasantly transparent. Unpleasantly transparent. <laughs> and I mean, but so I would say that now I will I will I will and I I, I touched on this last um last week or two weeks ago when we when we had this discussion i think that there's a certain point at which and and uh, i think there's certainly a fair case to be made and the way that dr carpenter delivered it was perhaps more heated than it, it should have been but i think the point he was making and the point that was made is at the point at which that you the board refused to hire this consultant to do this work that i consider so core to the what i mean literally in my twitter handle and all that bit that this is the point at which we have to have the fundamental conversation. So I, I think there's two parts here that we have to separate a little bit. One is the the conversation about whether it is the right time for Dr. Carpenter to go. Right. And it and that's the, you know, does the board direction and the superintendent direction diverge enough that they just can't work together? That's one question. And then the secondary question is, you know, are we really addressing the problems at hand? And, and, you know, I know that we have some different takes on that, but so there's that. And, and so I, I certainly understand the, the narrative and, and I think that people got, you know, heated or Dr. Carpenter got heated, although I don't think, you know, there's any excuse. And once again, we've still seen no consequence to what Julie Doan said from the dais. Are, are we live? Okay, I, I know we we're, we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, I will push back on that. You don't think we've seen any consequence of what Julie Doan said? What has she lost? What has happened? Oh, well, to her? what? Okay, she she the, issued an apology. She's changed no behavior, and the closest thing we've seen to an apology is some unsourced rumor mongering in other publications around this area that maybe she'll lose a board seat on another nonprofit. Ah, she she's on. well. That that's going to be up to that. It's it's unfortunate that that nonprofit, which you're referring to, Lee Summer cares. It's unfortunate that that nonprofit has been drugged into this uh now the, again the the consequence of what she said is that people start to to put her under the lens for the, her other pieces that she does in the city yes because of what she said on school board you start to look at other areas that she's involved and say okay is she giving if she giving her best to this organization is she really representing this organization i don't know that all those things are fair i think it's it's a way too deep of a dive uh, in into her personally but at the same time Words have consequences. Elections have consequences, as you and I have both talked about. And the consequence of this election was that Mike and Judy were uh, elected by an overwhelming margin. 
the consequence of her words could be that she's only president for one year or less, and we don't know what's happening behind closed doors with the board. We have no idea what kind of discussions are going on right now about, guys, do we need to make a move? Do we need to change? Do we need to reevaluate our officer structure? And, and the next consequence could be at election time. You know, what kind of memory will the voters have when it comes time for somebody to run again if they decide to run again? What kind of memory will the voters have for board members that have exhibited other unsavory uh, uh, attributions, that have said things out of line, that have done things out of line, like perhaps you know apply for jobs that they shouldn't have? What, what, what are those consequences? All those things have consequences come election time. And I would say the community has paid a little bit of price. Now, you're asking if Julie has paid enough price, and 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 that's that's a that's a question I can't answer, and I don't know that any of us can answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in because we have uh, we have somebody watching on live that that wants to respond a little bit, and she says the whole idea of that particular nonprofit is character. She can't represent that organization if she shows a lack of character in any of her actions. That's, that's, that's up to the that's that up is, to the board. That that's up to that yeah, board. That's 100 up to Lisa Seven Cares, and I don't I and, and my I don't personally have there's no hit list or or design that i have of what the consequence is other than i have called that she should resign f full stop and i still stand by that because even though she came forward with the second actual functional apology there has been no apparent change in any behaviors or any activities on her part that would show any kind of lesson actually learned from this whole process and until i see that my call for her to resign will, will stand. What, what 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 would you say? What would her what would you like her response to be though? If you if and maybe you guys have. I'm I'm a I'm a backseat party sometimes uh, to this because this is your this is your show and I appreciate you guys letting me on occasionally for these lives. Have you guys asked her to come on and, and ask these direct questions? I, I, ha I have not. I have not done that yet. I was kind of waiting for some of the some of this to play off, but I think you know that that's something we do I, I, we do need to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think you've got to you've got to ask those questions, and I think I think it's a good question to ask, not just of Jason, but I think to all of us of what kind of concession do we want to see? What what type of what what public show changes mm -hmm. can can we see that would let us think? Okay, you can stay in that role. Okay, and so I I will say this at this point, and it's difficult to say because we don't know what the follow through is at this point. And and so but the 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 immediate concession that could be made, for instance, is to say she said these things that were racist and insensitive and clearly demonstrated because she said them just off the cuff that she has some of those biases that we that were being talked about or avoided being talked about at the dais and that maybe, you know, maybe that shows that the work needs to be done. And then she could take an action. She could call for another vote. She could say any number of different things to that were there. So what I would look for coming forward, and and to be fair, there hasn't been a board meeting since that time. No, no. But we would. I would want to see what actions Julie Doan well, specifically. Well, there there was there was a board meeting. Well, it was a work session. A work session that that didn't wasn't, get any uh, better. Wasn't it wasn't uh, and there was there was a closed session which we don't know anybody out but there was I think the close well the closed session was turned out to be nothing remember Jackie Clark didn't attend and all we did was talk at that closed session nothing came out of it you mean the work session no that no the closed session oh, on the flip side the, on That's the flip right. side yeah that closed session was attended by only six and nothing happened that night which I don't I didn't have any anticipation that anything would happen but uh, uh, you know I don't know we, we there's there's a real balance here between between uh, 
and I don't know where we are as a community on this. And we talked about being a community of characters where Lisa McCares is involved. Uh, and we all know that to be a, a, an organization that really does, I think, in a lot of ways, look at the best interests in our community, especially as, as it relates to our youth, of which all three of us have a, a, a high stake in that uh, as, as dads. Um, but, boy, there's a balance here that I don't know if we're striking between – between showing grace to public officials and holding public officials accountable, where where is where is that line? Uh, and and if and if what Julie did sh- warrants absolutely no grace from you, Jason, I I, I get that. Uh, I can respect that opinion. I, I don't agree with it, but I but I also can see where you know I, I don't know these 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 things all strike larger conversations. I think we have to have, but these elected officials have to be willing to talk about it, and they have to show some contrition when something happens that that really right. is against. And, and yeah. to to her credit, I mean, the first attempt at an apology was ham fisted and poor, and the second clearly she went and did some research on what constitutes a, a real thorough apology in this day and age, and she she kind of hit it point by point. But I. I at the end of it, there still wasn't a call for any kind of a change that that, other than vague, I will do better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's out there, and I don't. And you know, at this point, my stance is strong, and and my stance is less angry now than it was before she issued that second apology. Um, and I and I think that that's like, and I one of the things I think that has been then out there. You want to talk about narratives and being driven mm-hmm. is so much of this has been driven by the board's reaction and and certain segments of our community's reaction to the articles in the star and we in talk case about you are. and and we talk about wanting to do that well you know nobody wants to be the the reaction to that first article in September where they asked where the headline was is Lee Summit school board or school district racist right that right. was that was right, right there in the headline right. was extraordinarily and we've heard this multiple times um, on our interviews and what have you, that people felt very strongly in response to that. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, the image that we have put forth by having such a vehement reaction against all of this other stuff is that the public perception now matches that headline. Public perception is, in many ways, that we have a racism problem in our school district. I don't know where to go with that. I, you say there's a public perception that 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 there's the rate that there's a race problem in the district uh i i would like to dive in with i'd like to i'd like to that differently actually yes I yes because th- i i think it's different i think the problem is is that we fear that the image is going to say that we're racists mm-hmm. not that there is a race problem in the district and i think that to me that's that's the real crux of the issue is that so there can, are people there af- can be there can be inherent biases in a system. There can be a system that is better for a certain group. But I, that doesn't mean that the people were the people who run the system are racist. It doesn't mean the people in the system are racist. And I think we've had a hard time as a community separating that and I get we I get why yep. nobody wants to be called a racist, but I feel like that fear, that fear of a perception, that fear that somebody outside of our town might think we're racist, mm-hmm. might think that our school district is full of racists, prevents us from actually getting to talks about 
the system. And well, I, but I would argue a step further. It has led the school board to behave, people on the school board and this process to behave in a way that now reinforces the image that people were worried about having. Well, and I, I want to drill down something Jason said, and, and I'm going to take a page out of David McGee, which I'm sure he took a page out of somebody else when he said this. But, you know, hard, <laughs> hard on, I'm not saying he stole it, but he always said. Oh, no, you know, we took to, steal all the ideas to, you can. Tough on issues. Uh, but but soft on people, so I'm I'm not being tough on Jason when I say this. But I'd like to know what 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 it means to say that that that, that the Lee Summit School District has uh, uh, an an inherent or a, a a burgeoning race problem. And maybe 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 I didn't hear you correctly, but I want to make sure that I that I get what that means. And and boy, how do we tackle that? Is something we can't do here in an hour for okay. for sure. So I'll 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 go bigger. Okay. America. Okay. Sure. Has a problem with race. A- absolutely. And I, okay. you, you won't so, get any pushback all on right. that. So, and, and I don't think that Lee Summit's school district is unique in, okay. any, in, in any way in terms of, I mean, I think you could go to almost every district in America and look at the performance of your your traditionally disadvantaged groups, the race, by race, by socioeconomic status, sure. by gender, by mm-hmm. whatever. Pick your thing, right? Yeah. Immigration status, all the things. All right. Um, and see that these are inherent pieces in our system that is just structured to be built since the get-go of, of America as a thing. That doesn't make Lee Summit special in that regard. Um, it makes us normal, okay? Right. And and that I, – but the, the, the issue is not so much that whether it's – I don't find and, and, you know, honestly, in my conversations with people who experience racism um, directly, um, they don't find that the, the city is in general worse or better than any other place as a whole. But the, the unwillingness to tackle the, the it, it was the initial it's the reaction to mm-hmm. the 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 process that I think is the real core of the problem I don't think Lee Summit I think now but now we have built this structure we have gone through this fumbling awful process right that has led the community to view this you know the outward world mm-hmm. and honestly within the world to view us more critically on that front right. than we may have otherwise and that's to me this superintendent level from that because that that is essentially the first time that, that they just went no we are not doing this work that's important to you but that that that's a that's a direct pushback to him that right that that no vote is 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 the board telling dr carpenter we're your boss Mm-hmm. We're gonna make this decision, right? And, 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 and which and, is fine. And so, once again, separate separating out the the fallout. I mean, in terms of just hiring and firing, right? But th- that was a known decision, and then that knows that we're talking about. You know, I think that there are ways you want to talk about managing the message and getting ahead of the message, right? You you know, you know, from a, a if you want to be really cynical about it, they could have spent ninety seven thousand dollars. Gone through the year of equity training, right? With no obligation to go through no. any further, and and do the year, ditched it, declared victory, yeah, and and go focus on the other things that are out there, right? Maybe Carpenter makes a says you know sees whatever's going the writing on the wall, and all goes. Right. They made they could so they chose to not spend a hundred thousand dollars so that they could go through a public relations nightmare and spend a half a million dollars. <laughs> Where have we seen this movie before? Right. It just happened three years ago, and we didn't – we – God, it's hard for me to say that. It's not we. Many, many, many people didn't learn a thing from that. We, we, we didn't get our takeaway from McGeehee. We didn't figure that out. And, and now you're right. Here we are back again doing this. 
but I still I still submit that there's there's a there's a there's a complete misunderstanding or at least a a a willingness to not completely understand what the board superintendent relationship is and how that works in our district and how it should work in every district. Okay, I want to put a pin there because I want to come back to that topic in, in, in just a little bit. But first, I want to I want to remind people that we are speculating at this point. Right. There is there has been no announcement that they have parted ways, and this this conversation began with a if they did, what does it mean? Now I want to flip it. The level of kumbaya singing that would be necessary for this relationship to you repair guys, is amazing. You guys, well, have, you guys have my, forced me to open my second diet coke. This too. is yes. my question: If the board has decided to stick with Dr. Carpenter through this this year and his extension year, have they shown us? Has either side shown us a capacity? To work with the other, and keep going on this plan. I mean, can this can this relationship, can this plan, this mission work with this superintendent and this school board? They're gonna have to spend a hundred grand just to consult themselves to get along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would to answer your question. I would submit that uh, honestly, Nick, they don't have to. I mean. We saw for years, and again, we, we, we joked about this before we went on the air, that, that uh, I'm sure that the, the eight or nine at city council are probably just doing the happy cheer right now that they're not the, the central focus of a lot of this stuff anymore. But they remedied, they and the voters remedied their situation a couple of years ago. We, we recalled a city councilman, and, and other city council members were termed out, and, and different people were elected, and, and in some ways, we, you know, and, and – and, Give some credit to, to to Mayor Baird, if you believe that 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 really that that's trickled down to, to his his factor as, as mayor of bringing some of that calm. But in this relationship, you you can we can go on with four four and then tie votes at city council, and now that the mayor's voting, we can go on with five four votes. We can go on four three votes for for eternity. I mean, I, I don't know that that they have to be ninety percent of the votes don't go four three. You know, there, there's this notion that that. That these four that, you know, by the way, two of them just got elected. So they've only been a, a, around for a handful of votes. This notion that they're 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 putting a stop to all these things and they're 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 killing his agenda and all that kind of stuff. It's ludicrous. I mean, that that's all hyperbole. The, the most of these things get voted on. And we went through this with council years ago, reminding people that most of the stuff gets voted on seven nothing. Well, let me ask you let me ask you this question then. Yeah, because there are only two seats that are different. From the board that unanimously voted to approve the equity plan, only two seats have changed. So you can say it's a new board, but only two seats have changed. Well, I'd say it's so a different what, board. I didn't say so it's a new what, board. So what? What changes then? What is the dynamic then that leads to not just that it's a four-three vote against the thing they were going to do according to the plan, but that it got so heated, so contentious? Obviously. There were other things going on, but I mean, what's? It's not that different of a board. No, but 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 here's the dynamic that that has changed. You, you've you've brought two two board members with very different styles of of uh, of how they they interact on the dais. Uh, Judy Hedrick obviously comes from a very, I mean, it's from a very uh, numbers based. Well, she used to almost sit on the dais from and, an assistant and, administrator. And, so. Right? Yeah, she she comes from a very different place. Uh, than 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 Mike does, but Mike's got young kids in the district, uh, so they both come from very different places. So what's yes, those two have 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 changed the dynamic uh, at the dais. But to answer your question, I I, I can't tell you that that uh, because I don't know what kind of conversations happen in in closed doors. I, I don't know how much pull 
Mike and Judy have with 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 Julie and Kim. Uh, I, perhaps when new when we see this a lot though, when new members come on, whether it's city council or district, that that tone, tunes change and tones change and things like that. We we see curveballs thrown and we see people put in a, as mayor pro tem that we didn't see coming. We see lots of weird things happen right after elections, but then we settle. Then we settle. Right now, though, we haven't had a chance. To, we haven't had a chance to settle in this district for three years. We've been in constant motion, emotion, and I won't say turmoil. I mean, we haven't been a district in turmoil for three years, but certainly we've been a district in 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 a little bit of disarray, and and disarray from a communication standpoint, and disarray from a, a board standpoint, and the, and it continues. It continues today. I don't know if I answered your question or not, but well, pro- I'm probably gonna, not. I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to to my original question. And I wanna I wanna ask this based on what you said. You know, you I asked. Can they find a way to get along? And you said they don't have to, and that they can. They muddle, should, but they, they don't can have muddle to. Through. Okay, yeah. so does that put the onus on us, members of the media, on us? That is the voters you've ever said to me, by the way. <laughs> look, I can call you an attorney. I'm just, I'm just a columnist. I'm not uh, look, a well, look, so, so, well, I, I think we all need to admit, and, and I'm not a traditional journalist anymore either. But I think we can, we can all state that we have a position of some influence, and and we do things professionally that allow us different access than everyone else so does it put an onus on us as pseudo members of the media does that make you feel better Uh, on us as a voting group as residents to hold a a body like the like the board of education accountable to to say you need to find a way to work with the person you hired to make something happen is that is that on us i will say in part but i would also i i don't i don't even necessarily have a problem with you know, we had a we had a two member change in the board, and if that changes the the full throated support for the work of the superintendent from five two one direction to four three the other direction, that's what happens, right? This is a publicly elected body. I don't think there's not like it was like Mike and Judy slid in barely on the no. votes. They won an overwhelming majority of the or overwhelming share of the votes in the in the election. So I, but I think in the overall scheme, so there's no problem with if they come in and say, you know, hey, look, this isn't working. We don't want to go this direction. We want to change this new direction, new board, new direction. That can happen. Um, they can do that. And now, whether we agree or disagree with what they're doing is a is a side question. But that is that is the well within the board. And when the board and executive relationship sours or breaks apart. That's when they should do that. So that's where we end up sort of separating, you know, they may be doing the right thing in terms of going a different direction because the superintendent. And I think it, I think it's important to note to note that part. That's kind of what we're talking of, about, regardless of the decision of what we think of the why they got there or what right. the basis of what they're getting there. Well, I, I you know, the, the most difficult piece of this is we have also seen. Board members and uh, and city councilmen, but now we're talking about school board right now. Turn on a dime and and start to vote in other directions and start to see things in different ways. The, the these two these two that are on are brand new to this. Just like at one point Julie was brand new to it, not anymore, but she was brand new to it, and Kim was brand new to it. Uh, but but they, they're all we, we have a board that's deeply rooted in education, deeply. I mean, Mike has legislated in Jeff City for for this school district and Judy was paid by this district for decades and 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 
We have board members that have spouses on the payroll. We have former teachers and former administrators, Dennis Smith on the payroll. We, 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 you, couldn't, you couldn't have any more closer relationship to the school and the board. So I think we have to ask ourselves at our core, do these seven really care and are really doing what's best for the kids? I want to say yes every time. I don't know that district as a whole right now that we could all look ourselves in the face and say this is exactly what we need to be doing as a district because because there are so many other things going on right now. CFMP is meeting again, and we're talking about sixth grade and moving, and will there be a bond issue, and are we going to talk about well, year-round schooling? Technically, we gonna we're not talking about any of that. Well, no, so. that's what I'm saying, but we're not. But we're, but, you know, we're, 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 you've got, we've got year-round schooling and early childhood education and, and so many other topics that, 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 that are getting zero attention right now because of this and some people love this drama some people thrive on this drama uh, but it really gets very little done but I would remind everyone here and both of you know this and the listeners too that that we could go to the the next meeting and and have and have one or more uh, board members voting in a completely different way we saw that with, the, with just with this last board we saw a board member uh, uh, I won't say switching allegiances but sw switching votes and what we what we think about what the vote's going to be when we go in, I, I want to believe that all seven are taking each vote at their merit. Well, I want to I want to pop in and, and and ask ask this: How much is being lost? You just brought up a lot of other topics. How much is being lost because we're talking about this one thing? And again, we're we're talking about this one thing because a lot we're all worried about the image. Yeah, and by the way, so, it's, so, it's five to four, and we still don't have any word uh, from the no. district. I was stretching a little bit there, guys. I, I, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm stretching a little we gonna bit. Stay on, we're going to stay on the air until the district tells us what happens <laughs> in closed session? Dead no? silence on Facebook Live. Check on our I, email. So. <laughs> but, look, you know, I mean, that's not a good thing that we're ignoring these other – Jason, we, the show, we, we encourage every time we come on the air to, people to be involved, to get in on discussions about things that are happening in our community – we're not talking about some of the other issues because we're so focused on this one thing. So what's getting lost? Well, a lot of things, including, I think, the work underneath what we're trying, what the conversation is about. I mean, every single person, we interviewed all the candidates and, and both Hedrick and Alan both, you know, noted the noted the gap, um, the achievement gap, though, you know, whether we want to focus just on that or not is its own thing. But but they noted that this 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 is a measure that's showing that these students aren't performing as well as the general population. We're not talking about how to fix that right now. We're talking about other things. And that's the root piece of the whole conversation that we've been having or not having. I mean, this whole kerfuffle was about hiring the consultants to bring in to work on improving the experience of those students and dealing with those sorts of things. And we're not having a conversation about that. And my fear in the overall scheme of things is that that conversation is just going to get swept right under the rug as soon as whatever resolves with uh, Dr. Carpenter um, and we move into the other things and we end up not ever actually doing anything or having a real conversation at a fundamental level about what we can do to actually fix those problems at hand. Mm -hmm. I, guys, I want to pause real quick because I need to do a little, little brag here. Nigel Woodbury just came on and did he tell us we need? He, to have a he beer? gave it. He, he gave us some some credit for the production value of this. So like, <laughs> I got the Nigel seal of approval. There you so, go. so I oh, feel good. Okay. Well, if only right. if only we had the Nigel voice to go with this spot. Look, this look, look, John John Jason. I learned long ago. Set the bar low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> set it low. Clear it, and then tell the bar. Tell somebody the bar was high. Okay. I want to talk a little bit. It's not going to shock anybody that we're going to go long. 
up here. Um, John, you brought this up a little bit about who are we electing, who are we, who are we looking at, right. knowing, knowing the role. Jason, you and I talked about this the other day. This last board election, we made a conscious decision in our interviews with the candidates not to ask their support or lack thereof for Dr. Carpenter and the things he was doing. Was that a miss on our part? I feel like maybe it was that we should have done that because I also believe I also feel like the two that were elected overwhelmingly was on a perception that they were opposed. I don't know if that's good or bad. I, and I, I'm not saying that's good or bad. What I want to know is is was that a miss? And John, John, you you pay attention to what we do. You 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 like to to look at media and and their role. Was that a was that a miss on our part? Should we have should we have done that so so that voters had a better idea? Well, I, I guess there would be my, – my take is I think so, um, but I think it's because the – to us – Or is, that just, or is, that, no, or is that just, you know, we're quarterbacking after the game? Well, I, I would say this. is that It might have changed conversation about the extension or what Dr. Carpenter wanted to do or any number of possibilities would have come up if we asked that question. And, of course, assuming that, you know – Mike Allen and Judy Hedrick would have said, I don't support the direction that the superintendent is taking, which we have no guarantee they would have said. Right. Are we are we asking the right questions? Uh, I, I are we say, are we properly vetting candidates? I think both I think as, we left, as media and as voters. We that was we left that to the subtext of the election and perhaps it should have been the text. And that, that and that and that question really I'm just using that as an example because I think there are I'll, my I have a I have a pretty that's a pretty broad question of are we are we doing the right job of vetting? I will say I from my perspective I will say we we've done I think as a community a tremendous job in the last 10 years uh and and or more no, probably ten years of of asking the right questions. I think the real question, the real issue, is are our candidates answering the questions that are put in front of them? And I would say sometimes they are, and a lot of times they're not. We're we the guys they they go in front of John Knox Village and they go to League of Women Voters forums, and we do you guys interview candidates, and the newspapers interview candidates, and the chamber interviews candidates, and we have for, uh, public forums, and 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 political action groups interview candidates, and they videotape these things. We put all these questions. I don't know that we always get some. I mean, how many times have we sat through a candidate interview and went, well, what'd you get out of that? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, well, I believe we, we, we responded that way at least once. Too, the, too, <laughs> too often. So I don't think, I, you know, I'm not, you guys know that I'm a, a media apologist. So I will say that this community, the, the, the media and, and those. I thank you for apologizing for me every day. <laughs> the me, not an apologist. A defend, I'm, a def, I'm a media defender. No, I'm going to stick with apologies. I'm, an, I'm a media defender, but, but I, will, I would submit that this community asks lots of questions. Betsy Cochran just came out this year and, and did one-on-one -on -one interviews with all the school board candidates uh, as, can I, can as I a, give a pause and say that page I, that, that she has set up, the Jackson County, the Jackson voters, County Family Focus Voters, has very been a good, fantastic addition to the local and regional elections. So good job, Betsy. And I like the post that's on there today. Everyone should go look at that. So, but I but I really believe that is that, it a picture of me? No, it's dang it. No, it's about the county again. Uh, but I really believe that that <sighs> that <laughs> hey, when are we going to talk about the county on this let's, show? Let's hey, look, <laughs> we keep our discussion of women's undergarments off. <laughs> we I, I would submit that. That this community has by and large done an excellent job of asking questions. Are the candidates answering the questions? Well, that's true, and and we noted that during the run up that this was the most well covered school board. You're gonna have to explain the.
does Dr. Carpenter need to do? How can how can he do his part? We talked a lot about what what can the board do moving forward. What can we what do we need to expect from Dr. Carpenter? How can there's been lots of discussion around the community about how does that look in the current environment? Can we pass a bond issue? Is the trust there in the district? Do we have the the trust of the district? Uh, does the district have the trust of the of the taxpayers of the citizens of the of, of the parents and the families that attend our seven schools and you know there's 18,000 plus students and tens of thousands of stakeholders tens of thousands um, what does that look like how, how does that bond issue look and and can that be sold can that really be sold from the Stansbury Leadership Center we talked about earlier about about committees like Friends of Lee Summit and other PACs that help move bond issues forward will someone tackle that bond issue or will we sit back and say hey, I don't know that I believed everything that's come out of our district over the last couple of years, and here we are in more strife and, and more drama. Uh, you know, maybe I'll sit this one out. I think parents would like to see the, these, these type of things passed, uh, but uh, it, it's going to take, take a strong community group. Whether he's here or not, I think it's going to take some, some selling to get something like that passed. Uh, I, I would I, I would not disagree. It may be actually harder to do, or may, may be just as hard to do it if he stays right. uh, as right. if he goes. But in the, I think that that's the thing is how do they? Uh, I think what's important here is that they're going to have to move forward in one form or another. Right. But I think it's going to be really important to not bury the stuff that we've been talking about that's led to where we are in just an effort to get the bond issue passed because i think that there's a lot of people who are who feel very strongly that we need to do that work and and if there's not a if there's not an edge to that i think that can backfire in much the same way you're talking about is do we trust the school board to do this important work right and if we can't trust them to do this important work or we think they're not going to do it do we entrust them with you know, millions of dollars to build another building or another several buildings uh, in the district. And that sounds very much like, you know, what, what has Dr. Carpenter said uh, a couple of times from the dice? If you don't trust me to spend 100000 why do you trust me to do this? I find that to be, to be a little disingenuous and, and not in the spirit or action on issue ball and run with it and try to get it passed. Yeah. If, yeah. if that's the direction we're going. We don't know. CFMB is... is starting their phase two work, we, we don't know what direction we're going to go. I mean, I, I think there's a fairly strong chance we're going to end up with some sort of a bond issue. Right. What that's going to be in it, we don't know. Right. And that's that's the good work of the fine folks at the CFMP, uh, and I'm not just sucking up to the people who are watching. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask one final question as, as, we, fin as we finish this, this up. We've had hard, difficult conversations through, through all of this. So whether whether the the board decides to move forward with Dr. Carpenter or not, are we and 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 the question of does this conversation continue whether he's here or not? So my question is this: Are we better for having had it? Are we done having it? Do we need to have more? Maybe with a different leader, maybe not. But are we better? Where do we stand? I, I don't think we're better right now. There's an opportunity. I mean, I use the phrase, what, catastrophic failure of leadership right. at the very beginning. There's an opportunity any time you have a vacuum or a void in leadership, there's an opportunity for leaders to rise up, for leaders to step forward and, and do the things that are right. You know, and 
you know, obviously at this point, my, my opinion on whether the current board president is, is that leader has is, is been out there, but that she has that opportunity as well. Any of the board members that are there, the superintendent, the interim superintendent, or the next superintendent has an opportunity to, to be one of those leaders to step forward and do that. And we, we have none right or not enough right now. And something needs to, there needs to be that leadership put forth. Uh, and I'll take this, I'll take the, uh, I'll take that's a little too close, I think. But I'll take, I'll take the stand that, that anytime we're having a discussion, that that's a good thing. I, I, I would, I would submit that, that even if we don't like the direction of the conversation, that we have to keep talking about this. It is imperative, especially where race intercedes with schools and where schools cross with students and where students cross with, 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 uh, with education, we have to continue to have these conversations. Whether we like it or not, race is here now as, as a, a, a larger topic than, than, and I don't want this to be hyperbolic, but maybe than it ever has been. I don't remember in my time, whether it's been living here or going all the way back to 1996 when I started in the newspaper business or even all the way back to uh, when I was in high school and grade school in Independence, I, I don't remember this conversation having this much steam in this community. Are we a better community for that conversation? Are we having that conversation in the most respectful way, uh, with the most impact to the most families and kids? I don't know, but at least I th I, I'm glad that we're at least having the conversation. I'm gonna say I, I, I'm gonna agree with you. I think I think it's important that we've had it. I hope that it continues. I, I'm a fond of saying that the more un, more we force ourselves to have the uncomfortable conversations, the better we can be. I think I think guys, I'm gonna wrap that up for sure. today. I want to yeah. thank everybody. I know we went we went long. We had some difficulties. We came back. This is gonna be over an hour. The show will post tomorrow. So if you didn't get a chance to hear all of it, check out our podcast. You can subscribe to Lisa Town Hall on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or pretty much any of your favorite ones. Also, there's going to be a bonus tag tomorrow. I'm going to add in, we have an interview with Julie Cook, the events director for Downtown Lee Summit. She's going to be telling us all we need to know about Downtown Days. By the way, it's 420 and, and no word from the district. So my... I, I'm Although just, if I'm, it's 420, I know what I'm doing next. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I would I would submit that 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 we will get this this information on what happened in closed session after five o'clock today, and and that and that's probably by design. Well, thank you everybody for joining. We will be back with you next time on Lee Summit Town Hall. Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by Shred KC. Jason, I'm not going to talk about me this time. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, a little weird. Be painful. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about me this time. Here's what I am going to talk about. Coming up, starting June 17th, they've got another big challenge coming up. It's the 60-day team challenge. So you sign up. They stack the teams. You don't have to worry about forming your own team. They're going to do it anyway. There'll be a max of two males per team. And the team will work together to motivate each other, to encourage each other, to inspire each other, to reach all of those fitness goals. I think it's really cool. I really like, Jason, what they do, all these different ways to keep people motivated and to change lifestyles. That's the point. I know. They, and they, like, it's like this inherent niceness with one another, which is a, a nice bit to have, uh, given what we've been talking about recently. Well, you get, uh, you get unlimited classes for those 60 days. So there's like 25 different options a week you get. 
workshops two, not one, but two 3D body scans, which to me sounds like a, like some sort of horrible piece of ob- objective self-reality that I don't want, but I understand what yeah, you, it, you it's, it's the scariest part of everything. Yes. Uh, you get a trainer or a coach for your team. You get all kinds of tools to work together, even though these people, you weren't necessarily there. There's challenges. If you reach your goal, you get part of your feedback. Um, and Are you ready? The big prize? The big prize. What is it, Jason? What the, is it? The top team gets to go to Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. So. Hey, look, this is a lot of fun. You get unlimited classes. The meal plans change every week. Your menu changes every week. So this is cool. You, if you're ready, if you want another way to stay motivated and to to get to your, I know it's hard. Dreams. It's hard to fitness on your own. You really do. It's it's better if you have like a buddy or somebody to help you with squat up, baby. Yep. So go to shred. Hit sixty day team That's the one. Tom, Jason, Nick, Senga. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall.